I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something. Hey, what's going on, peeps? Welcome to Gap Cell Keenan. Oh, let's have fun with this. Gap Cell Keenan. Bam, bam, bam. Number 48. That's right, number 48. I can't believe we've done 48 of these bad boys. For those of you who are new, but I hope there are more of you because a lot of people could benefit from this show. This is a real live sales call. Real live. 100% real live. It's a real salesperson from a real company who believes that they have a product or service that I or our organization needs, and this is their chance to sell me. And rather than doing it behind the scenes, sending me those stupid, can I have 15 minutes of your time? I give everybody 15 minutes of my time. If they believe they have a product service that I need and they're willing to come on Gap, sell Keenan and try to sell me live. So I'm excited about this one because, why am I excited about this one? Because, because the brilliant and vulnerable Brady is going to be joining us as well on this one. So my man, Matt McComb, who's going to be here in just a second, cannot, cannot ask questions that I can't answer. I got someone else to help answer the questions. I cannot get out by saying, I don't know. Brady because it's happened a couple times. So I don't even know what this man sells. I've got to ask. But I'm going to bring them both in here, and we're going to jump this one off. So with that, Brady and Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, Brady, it's, it's nice to meet you. Keenan, we already met backstage, but it's, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you so much. You got it, my man. You got it. So let's do this. Why don't you take a minute or two to explain to everybody listening in, myself, at least have some contact, what it is that you guys offer, sell, provide, whatever. Okay, cool. So Dingus and Zazzy is an unlimited marketing department based in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, and what I mean by that is you have a full-time project manager who follows up with you every day. And then underneath that person is every single graphic, creative, technical, copywriter, blog post, or whatever, every, an entire marketing department at your disposal for less than the cost of a full-time employee. Wow. All right. Got my attention already. Got my attention. So with that, my man, you know what we should do in the future, Brady? Quick side note. We got to figure out a way if we could create a clock down in the corner that counted down 15 minutes. That would be dope. But I digress. Right? I, be- I think Social Life might actually have that function. We just have to figure out how to set it up. But I think it does that. And if you put it on the screen, that'd be dope. That'd make it even more exciting. If people see how much time this these cats have taken how close they are to getting to where they need to be. So with that, all right, my man, your clock has now started. Mr. Matt Bones McCone or Skin and Bones McCone, have at it. Okay. Um, wait, you guys don't want to buy just from that pitch? I was thinking about it, but I was like, nah. <laughs> okay, questions, questions. Uh, which Power Ranger is your favorite? Nope. Okay. Let's, let's I don't even know. I, I don't even know the names of the Power Rangers, to be perfectly frank. Remember, I'm old, dog. Like, I wasn't a Power Ranger guy. I was a uh, speed racer and, and shit like that, man. League of Justice, uh, Hall of League of Justice, whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I've actually done some research here, um, and I'm so glad that you could join us, Brady, because I'd love for you to walk me through 
your actual marketing department? Um, because like I've heard that you've got like Emma and Reggie and yourself, and then Keenan comes in, interrupts because he loves doing the actual like content part of it. Um, so I'd like to know more about your team, what each person does, and then we'll also get into the marketing companies that you work with. So let's start with with your whole team, if you don't mind. Okay. okay, I'm gonna let her answer that question, but for a guy, look, I'm gonna play you harder than I played everybody else, okay? I'm gonna let her answer that question. It's a physical and literal question, but it, from a buyer's perspective, I'm already like, oh, fuck, they're wasting my time. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Here, let's like, try to like, do literally, I, like, I literally know what my team looks like. I literally know that all of that. So giving you that without really any context of why it matters is a frustrating question, but I'll let Brady answer it. I'll let it go, but I'm just telling you right out of the gate. Can I try it again? Let's yes, try it again. Can. Yes, you can. Okay, so based on the research that I did, I see that you've got Brady, who's the VP of operations and marketing. Um, Keenan, you're obviously involved with the marketing side of it. And I'd like to find out more about that. You've got Reggie, who's a contractor who does paid ads and you have Emma, who's a graphic designer. And I think you have someone who does SEO as well. Um, and then you also have a marketing company that does paid ads and a website company. Is that correct? Uh, that's mostly correct. Yeah, there's a few okay. little, few nuances in there that are not correct. Um, so one, uh, Reggie is no longer running our ads. Uh, she's actually decided to shift her business model to just e-commerce. And so our B2B platform does not fit that. Uh, so right now we do not have somebody managing our ads. Uh, that's a position I have to backfill. And then, um, yes, we have a company that's doing our website. Yes, we have, I think everything else was fairly correct. There was one other thing, but I already forgot what you said that was incorrect, <laughs> but it's not, it's not impactful. Okay. So in terms of like, who's actually doing your marketing within the company, like what are you guys actually doing right now? So you've got videos, you've got. Um, blogs that you're doing, you've got content you're posting on social media, who's in charge of all of that? So obviously, Brady, you're the one that's the operations manager, you're, you're managing that part of it. But what is the rest of your team doing? So we're actively looking for a marketing company or person to actually fill that role. And so right now, we're very minimal kind of bootstrap through it just because we do need to backfill the actual marketing position. Okay. And for this marketing company that you're looking for, what is what are they going to backfill for you? What are the goals that you have in terms of content output? Oh, that's a loaded question, man. There's so much we do in terms of content, like just right now, what we're doing today. Like that, that's a massive thing, right? Like what, what do I want my marketing to look like is huge. And that's a future state question. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so as far as I could see here, you've got a budget of 20 to 25% of your revenue that you're spending on marketing right now. Uh, what I'd like to know is, is what does that budget include? Does that include your overhead? Does that include your ad spend? Does that include hiring marketing companies? Is Are you guys under budget? Are you over budget right now? Okay, time out. Watch this, time out. Why, <laughs> why? Like we know, again, again, this is the problem with these types of questions. We know where we are. So how does that question help us? Because I want to figure out, you know, what you have going on in terms of a budget. So but I we, can figure okay. out. Sorry. So you can figure out what? Yeah. So I can figure out whether or not like having more help and what, how much that help would be. And okay. So you're already trying to sell a solution right there, everybody. This was absolutely fucking brilliant. 
Watch what he did. He studied his ass off, but he dumped, he fell into the same trap you all fall into. You just said, I'm trying to figure out, based on that budget, if our product or service or something could help you. That has nothing to do with budget. Literally has nothing to do with budget. You're already trying to figure out whether or not you can help us, right? From a, or whether or not you can sell to us, right? The, what is the key, the absolute key to gap selling, Matt? Is to find out if there's a problem. Find a problem, Matt. Find a problem. Think about a business that spends money on marketing. Find the pro Did you do a pick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so good. Go to your pick and find one of the problems on your pick. Okay, so you guys are actively looking for a marketing company right now. Okay, so I want to get into what that looks like later. But first, um, you know, one of the problems that I, I want to, I mean, give me a second here. That's all right, um, baby. It's, it's hard. Can I talk about the that we solve? Because I've seen you do that with other people. Say that again. Can I talk about the problems that we solve? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, basically, uh, the problems that we solve are a lack of resources, um, having to. Hey, wait, companies. real quickly, real quickly, because you read the book. Is that a technical problem or business problem? Uh, it's it's a bit. I guess you could say it's a technical problem. The, the business problem that we're solving is that if you've got a lack of resources, then you don't have the ability to focus your, your time and effort on the things that you really want to, to do. Okay, and, and if you can't focus that time and effort on the things you really want to do, what business problem, what's the business problem? <clears throat> so then the business problem is that it's going to hurt your ability to grow and to um, make revenue. Um, you mentioned that you have a 10 year goal of being uh, 50 million, 40 to 50 million in 10 years, right? 25, but 25 million by in seven years, by the time I'm 60, 60, baby. But anyways, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> keep going. Okay, awesome. So, I mean, that's that's a problem that that I'm looking to to solve for you. Okay, so the problem uh, you said you'd, you you solved this is the first problem, right? You kind of got there over, t over time, right? But you, you started with the problem is lack of resource. That is a technical problem. And ironically enough, or whatever, Brady was very specific. Oh, maybe she didn't. Ah, she, she was very specific in the comments, out of fairness. And the last one of these where she said that um, lack of resources or people is technical problems. She spoke to that last time. So you, you right out of the gate, your pick is trying to find a technical problem, right? Mm -hmm. But we buy on business problems and impact. That's how we buy. So you got to mm -hmm. find the problem first and then the impact to the business problem. So what's another problem? Trying to try again. What's another problem you solve? Well, if you've got too many companies that are doing all of your marketing. Uh-oh. Damn. Damn internet. Problem in terms of communication. Again, spending your time managing all these people when you could be spending it growing <clears throat> your business and doing the things that really matter to you. Okay. Technical problem again. So, Matthew, I love your enthusiasm, brother. But here is this is a fabulous lesson for you, and I hope it really resonates and helps you move forward because I think you actually could be pretty good. Once again, you're selling on technical problems. You, like almost every other business owner, company, get so excited and wrapped around the, I'm sorry, the technical problems they solve. They don't really, really take the next step into the business problems. Now, you had the advantage. Here, here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to give you a little hint, and then I'm going to let you go and try again. On multiple calls, we have spoken about our, our lack of outbound in relationship to inbound. Yep. And we need to grow the outbound. 
In lieu of not growing the outbound, Brady Little, I don't know if you're on this call, but I think I said it as well, literally said that our inbound, we don't believe our inbound will be able to get us to the goals we want eventually. So if we're going, if outbound isn't going to work, we have to continue to fight outbound, then we got to do something with inbound, don't we? Yeah. So there was a problem you could have zeroed in, right? I, so think, look, think about how marketing affects a business then think about the business you're selling to and then go try to find the problem. Go. Got you. Okay. So you've mentioned that you have a small team, right? Um, why is that? Is it because you haven't found the right people? Is it because you haven't found the right company? Why is it that you have a small team right now? So is that question for me or Keenan? You do it, Brady. You answer it. <clears throat> Okay, so first I want to actually understand your question. Are you referring to the size of the company or just specifically the marketing team? The size of the marketing team, yes. Do you know how big our company is, by the way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, I've taken a look. I, I, I believe we've got, well, so you've got five employees and then you've got that are in the marketing space. I, okay, I don't know the exact amount, but you said on your podcast, that you have a small team and a lack of resources okay. back in June. I'm just right. curious, based off of your description of the resources we have for our marketing in relation to the size of company that we are, I actually would not consider that small. No, I, I wouldn't either. Actually, most people uh, don't have a graphic designer in-house and uh, you know someone that's doing their operations and marketing and then also someone that's doing their, their paid ads, et cetera. Uh, it looks like you you have uh, a smaller team now because you're looking to backfill it. Uh, but my question is, Ooh, is boy, that was a hell of an assumption. That is a hell of an assumption. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, that's a hell of an assumption, my brother. So okay, Matt, so, I'm going to help you a little bit here because like you you have a lot of assumptions, and I appreciate the research, but this is something salespeople have to be careful of when you do a lot of research you kind of want to hold those cards in your back pocket so that you're asking questions to make sure you're on the right track rather than letting those assumptions lead your line of questioning because it can really lead you astray, right? So you've got all these pieces uh, of the puzzle, but you want to make sure you're asking questions to elicit more of the puzzle. So the specific person that we lost ran our advertising, which is huge for us yeah. because that's how we reach new audiences, correct? That's yeah fastest yield to reaching new audiences. And we don't longer have somebody running those ads. Um, and that same person, Reggie, also ran our social media channels. And so she also was in, the one creating and posting to social media and pushing out organic content. So she did both sides at that point. So not Absolutely. having her is really impactful to our business. Questions so that you should be asking me are things like, okay, considering you've lost, the person running your ads, do you have ads running today? Mm -hmm. Well, how about this one? So so it's, it's funny, that's why I love Brady and I, we work so well together. Brady's gonna take you down a great operational path, right? Which will work. If I'm in your shoes, I'm asking a question to get an understanding. Brady, could you walk me through how your marketing team is set up and, and where are you spending marketing dollars today and what are the type of returns you're getting or you're looking to get? Or how about this one? How is your marketing organization structured and what percentage of revenue do you expect, look to, or hope to get from your marketing department? 
Or from a leads perspective, how are you spending time, money, and dollars today to drive leads? And what percentage comes from, from paid marketing and website development versus just Keenan's off the cuff ads? Or, or like, dude, dig into the business. I'm spending money on marketing. I'm trying to get a return. I'm spending it a lot of places. Your job is to go in and find out where I'm spending it and where I'm fucking up so that I believe you can come along and say, hey, this is where I think you're underperforming. This is where I think you're losing dollars. This is where I think you get greater reach. This is where I think you can make more money. This is where I think you could drive leads. This is right, right? Like this is where I think you could drive more um, uh, sales on your online platform. Like, dude, break down the business. Stop trying to do your sell your product and do your product job until you actually know what our problems are, man. Okay, so walk me through what you have going on right now. So you don't have a social media person. You don't have an ad person currently. Are you still doing those things? Is that job been absorbed into someone? Yes, it has been absorbed into me temporarily until I can actually fill that role. Got you. Okay, I'm just writing that down. And what about the rest of the content that you guys are doing? Video editing. Uh, I imagine that you've got a lot of that for um, your training sessions, as well as the content that Keenan puts out on social media. Like who's running that part of it for you? Uh, so we've, we have an internal video editor that will do a lot of our kind of um, edits. Like, so for instance, like the gap cell Keenan's, you know, splicing those into teaser content. And then we have a video partner called Suna in Denver that when we want to have full production, you know, multiple cameras, proper audio, lighting, et cetera, um, we actually use their team and they do editing as well as like the actual full, full production side of things. Gotcha. And in terms of like content, because 90% of what you guys have Sorry, let me ask a validating question here. You mentioned in your podcast that you have 90% coming from inbound, correct? Yes, for leads. Got you, got you. Okay, so um, with that being said, uh, how, what is, what is the strategy right now for growing that? Is, is there one right now? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of a hard time here. You need to ask how many leads that is. Like you need to be able to to understand. You're asking me about more, more of what, right? Mm. Well, what I mean is, is is output. So I noticed that like on your social media, for example, it's it's not necessarily consistent. Um, are are you trying to do three posts a week or? Are you okay, yeah. To... So so Brady just gave you great advice, and you all right, Bill? Keep going, keep going. Yep, keep going. Brady, help. Keep going, though. Are you doing three posts a week? Keep going. Oh, do you want me to keep going? Or yeah, Brady? keep going. Yep, yep, keep going. Uh, sorry. Um, so so basically, like, in terms of, like, marketing, you guys are, are really looking at getting more leads through your uh, inbound content or through your organic content. I'm right? going to help you. Okay, so I'm just going to give this to you. You didn't ask the right question, but I'm going to give you the answer because I can see you're, you're derailing. So I'm going to pull you back in, Okay. We define our inbound sales leads in a very specific manner. 
So we define those leads as people who have actually gone to the website and filled out a form saying, I want to learn about your product and services. I want to talk to sales. I want training. I want consulting. I want speaking, right? So it's a very narrow segment. And the reason is, is because probably 80 to 90% of people who are engaging with our content are going to be individual contributors and salespeople. And so we don't siphon those as inbound leads or marketing qualifying leads. We understand those are going to be mostly BDRs and account executives looking for tools and resources to help themselves be better. So when we talk about a lead form, we're actually talking a bit more later in the marketing funnel. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that when you have people come in, it's because they've filled out a form and said, I want this. So it's very simple for your salespeople because this person has said, hey, I want this, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So how do you get people to those forms? So there's a variety of ways we get them to those forms. Most people have multiple touch points. So it's really common for them to have downloaded uh, like an ebook. And then it keeps prompting them for more and more and more resources. We've seen people actually download up to like 30 different down, like free content pieces. They have a tendency of also getting captured on YouTube because obviously once you're downloading your cookie, so then that's when the advertisements are going to start following you. Typically, then people will engage by buying the book. This is something we're blind to because Amazon does not actually release any sort of like book purchase information. So we never can see who's bought the book versus not. But we do recognize that once we get into the discovery call, most of them have bought the book and started trying their hands at a couple of pieces, which then will typically lead them to filling out the lead form, specifically asking for training as our number one lead. Consulting is our second. Um, seasonally speaking, Q1, we get a lot of speaking for sales kickoff events. That's really, really common for Keenan to get booked to the wall for SKOs every He's coming up. If you want me for your SKO, you better hurry up and book me because my ass is, I am to the wall. So if you want me, you better hurry up. Just saying, just saying. Don't get mad if I say, oh, I'm booked. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> it's true, actually. We've had people reaching out. They're like, yeah, I want to get ahead of the curve and, and start this conversation. I was like, you're behind the eight ball. <laughs> Keenan's booked. You're late to the game. So, so that's kind of like the, there's a multi-touch point. Some of it we can see, some of it we're blind to, right? The Amazon is probably the hardest thing of being blind to it since we can't see those book numbers, um, where they're coming from. We get no data, right? This is the courtesy Amazon buys you as a consumer is they protect your information. Okay. So what I'm hearing then is that in order to get people to fill out the form, you have um, content that gets people to go on the website, uh, download an ebook or a, a newsletter. Am I am I right there? Like usually, it's a, the it's content. An, usually it's like an ebook or a tool, but they get captured by some of the free content marketing that goes out into the world. Then they start to learn about the gap selling book. Then they typically buy the book. Once they've bought the book, then they're prompted to reach out to us. Okay. That, that's How the most how are they prompted to reach out to you after the book? Search. We've, that's one thing that we own the search. If you're searching up selling or you're searching, oh, okay, gotcha. you're searching both, uh, they'll find us and they'll fill out the form. And sometimes they reach out to Keenan on LinkedIn. They'll like message him. Um, we've had people send like Facebook Messenger comments before. Uh, that's a little bit more rare, but it happens. 
um, but they definitely know how to find us. So what, um, let me, let me rephrase this a little bit. So if I understand correctly, there's also retargeting involved with that multiple touch points, right? Yes. Well, that, that's one of the things that's the hardest because I don't know anything about really managing Facebook ads, nor do I have the bandwidth to actually log into Facebook ads every single day and optimize them. So I have mm. to pull back on the spend for that, but there are multiple retargeting campaigns in those. Okay, cool. I think I'm getting in my stride here when I started going off book. So let's, I'm just going to keep this going and, and digging in a little bit more into what's going on here. So um, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're, you are doing retargeting, but in terms of actual knowledge of how that's going and optimizing it, no one's really doing that because it's not really your forte, right, Brady? Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's not my background. I'm not a marketer. Like I understand marketing from, you know, a higher level like strategy perspective, but I'm not in the weeds marketer. I've never been a marketer in my life. So having somebody more competent than me running our ads, I think would be a beautiful thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm writing this down. Beautiful thing. Got it. Okay. So are those retargeting ads going on right now without someone running them? They are. And um, Reggie has actually been quite kind to check in on those once a week temporarily. And But they, they, they really are something that you should be in every day, right? So she's actually been monitoring them for us, but I did pull the spend back uh, just because I did notice our return on investment was diminishing not having somebody in those ads every day. So I did reduce the spends. Oh, that's interesting. So what kind of diminishment are we talking about? We were getting like around a 1.2 to 1.8 ROI and then not having that person, we're like barely breaking even. So whatever we're spending, we're getting back. And it started to kind of tip to like a, a mild loss. Um, so that's why I pulled the spend back because it, I, you know, it's, it's something I recognize. It's something Reggie has always been really bullish about. Like, uh, even with helping us find a replacement, they have to be in the ads optimizing every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you need someone full-time, like, in there, taking a look at everything and optimizing Facebook, optimizing Google. Um, are you guys doing Google ads as well? Temporarily, no. We have YouTube ads running, but we're building a new website, and so I don't have any Google ads running to the actual website right now because our website currently is super broken. Um, so once we get the new website, I'll reinstitute the whole Google search. So I'm going to pretend that I don't know anything about rebranding a website, et cetera, because I'm doing a lot better here by just digging in. So um, the website's broken right now. Why okay. is that? So you go. All right. So you're doing better because Brady is giving you a lot of technical problems. And that is where you are so unbelievably comfortable is the technical problems. I cannot imagine right now how many deals you've lost that you might have been a perfect fit for because you are you you just don't understand the impact of your product and service to the business, the business outcomes that an organization is trying to achieve, right? And so if you don't know those business outcomes, you don't know what questions to ask. So bare minimum, like right now, is you're gonna you're starting to move to the website right now. I, I see where you're going, I understand the questions you're asking. But what I know you don't know is how you're going to impact my business. You don't know. And if you think you're going to impact my business because you're going to get someone to focus on those um, 
on those uh, uh, retargeting every day. If you think you're going to impact my business because you're going to get someone to write the content every day, no, you're not going to get me. I'm not going to buy, right? But you have to get me to buy to show me if you watch this now, Matt, watch this. If you can do all the things that you say you can do and you can help us with the retargeting, you can help us with um, creating uh, content, you can create it, help us with the videos, et cetera, et cetera. How will you impact my business? Well, let me, let me think about that for a second. Um, I think it's really the, the business problem that we were talking about before, which is that if you've got these things that you're now putting on your plate that you didn't have before because you're absorbing them, like you were mentioning, Brady, then you don't have time to focus on the operation side of things. So with that being said, Brady, like what? No, 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 no questions. Just answer my question. What okay, impact, cool. impact would you have on my on so, our company? So then in that case, if you don't have the time to spend on the operation side of things, it's like a CEO who's wearing 16. No, I don't, want, I don't want a story. I don't want a story. I want to know exactly how you can help my business. Okay, cool. Uh, then, then you don't have time to focus on the important things like your- What are the important things to, to our business? What are the important things to our business? Well, you want to be 25 million in seven years. Okay, so that's seven years from now. So how are you going to help me today? Specifically, well, you want to be 1.6 times your growth from last okay, year. Okay, we're, we're going to blow past that this year. So, so how are you specifically going to help my business? See, here's the answer, right? See, this is why you're stuck. But I hope you're learning because this could be hugely valuable to you. If, if I know you're uncomfortable, I can see it in your eyes, and you're like, fuck, I'm getting slayed. Just put your ego on the shelf. Literally, put your ego on the shelf right now because this could be massively helpful to you in your business down the road, Okay. The answer to my question is, I don't know. You don't know. You literally don't know how you can help my business because you don't know how many leads we get. When she went down the lead row, you have no idea how many leads are coming in per month, per day, per week. So when she said to you, they come in all these different ways, but they're very specific. They come in. So we want training. We want uh, consulting. We want speaking. She literally said that. Now, once did you say, okay, how many leads are you getting today? Is that up or down over the last six months, eight months, 12 months? Do you have a conversion on those leads, right? Where do you think those leads need to be? Or what is your plan call for those leads to be next year? If you're trying to double again next year, I'd have to think they got to be pretty large, right? Do ready. Watch this. If you paid attention, this to Brady's point about putting shit in your back pocket, knowing that our outbound is not where we want it. <clears throat> had you been able to say, okay, does your plan next year include a growth in outbound or not? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but at the same time, that's not a problem that we solve. We're not a lead gen company. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So if we use marketing to drive people to our website and we use content in the promotion of the book and the promotion of ebooks and the creation of videos to drive people to our website where they then turn around and fill out one of those forms, then what the fuck do you do? organic content like the thing is is that it's it, what is that organic what does improving organic content do for us no it's not about improving it it's about having it be more consistent it's about having it taken off of someone's plate when i don't give a fuck it. oh my god i don't give a fuck if somebody's plate is clean i don't give a fuck if i have more time what i fucking care about and poor brady has had been the brunt of this 
And I don't get why marketing people don't fucking get this. So every marketing person in the goddamn fucking world, get this through your head. If I am going to give you a quarter of a million fucking dollars to get me fucking revenue, I expect fucking revenue. I don't want more people doing more shit. I want to know that I got more leads this month. I want to know that I got more people buying our online training. I want to know we sold more fucking books. <laughs> Do you people not get this? Jesus fucking Christ, marketers. It's so, a Jesus. For, for everybody watching, Keenan's most hated performance metrics are clicks and impressions because it doesn't mean anything. To like it just doesn't it, it's not an indicator of anything it doesn't mean anything so marketers and it's a lot of marketers that we've talked to it's like oh yeah we have reporting on how many times your your shit does an impression and it's like well if it doesn't yield to anything it doesn't matter like we're not in the business of just having impressions because we made a funny meme that's that's not really you know that impactful to the business right to his point it's not i, I totally I totally understand. And actually, I'm so glad we got into that. Number one, um, thank you for um, venting like that because I did promise everyone that I was going to get yelled at and that I was going to crumble. Um, <laughs> so thank you for delivering. That's very important. Um, yes. listen, it was all out of love, okay? Because I, and I appreciate. It. I actually it really like you. Business. You know what? I just need to want to stand. And hey, Eddie, if it's too much for you, man, you'll get over it. I'm not your guy. But this wasn't exactly towards you, okay? Unfortunately, that phrase it goes. You are the, you are the, what is it? You are the target for a whole group of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was screaming at marketing as a whole because this is not the first time I've encountered marketing people who just don't get it. Okay. I'm a business owner. I'm not, I'm not tucked away in some little office in a multi-billion dollar company. Okay. If I'm going to de dedicate 25 to 30% of our total revenue, which becomes hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, soon to be millions of dollars, right? I had better get a business return and if someone looks me in the eye and says yeah i don't i don't drive leads i just give people more time okay more time to do what if i'm giving them more time and not more time to turn into more leads i don't need people with more time right who give me the same amount of leads i don't need more people doing more have more time with the same amount of books i don't need more time for the same amount of sales on our online training i don't need that mm-hmm Right? So that's why I get fired. It's for the whole of that marketing who still thinks it's about shit that don't matter. So this has gone too long, but I'm going to give you another chance to get in here because I'm intrigued. We need help here, but I need to know that you can figure it out. Yeah. My dude, I honestly don't think we're a good fit for you. I, I, I turn down people all the time that say, hey, I need ROI. I need I need return on investment. And that's not what we do. We're, we're, our ROI is defined by our clients having the stuff they need done quality, efficiently, and with creative and original content, we come up with ideas. We're we're subscription based workforce. Okay, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Wait, wait. Let me ask you this question. Okay, you did a fantastic job. Thank you. Right at promoting this. Why did you? What was the objective of promoting all this? Oh, uh, it, for fun. Uh, number one, because I I absolutely thought that your podcast is very interesting, and okay. also that. Um, I knew I was going to get yelled at, even though I absolutely prepared. But what was your objective of creating the videos besides fun? Was that it? Just fun? Well, it's fun. And then also I thought it would promote your guys' stuff because I appreciate you taking a chance on us. And, and then how, and, how, and by promoting it, how did you find success through promotion? 
Uh, well, I mean, I had a couple of people comment on things that, uh, you know, I was able to connect with them and be like, hey, look, like, uh, it's nice of you to comment on our post. And what did you think? And send them to this. Right. Okay. So, so, so the not, so increasing the number of viewers in this was not one of your objectives. No, no, absolutely it was. Okay. Then why did it take you so long to answer that question? So if all of that work happened, you didn't have fun, but you talked to a few people, you got some good comments, but this was one of the lowest rated shows. Would you have been happy with that? Um, I mean, I would have been happy because I got a chance to come on the podcast and meet you guys. Okay. But in terms of like, yeah, that's where you're not a fit, right? And I, it's, I was yeah. super excited because I was like, oh, I might buy from this guy because I loved your, your creativity. I loved all that. But here's the bottom line as far as I run my business, okay? When you talk about creating content, I need a content creator who is thinking, oh, this is really creative. This is different. So I'm taking it off their plate. But guess what? We're more creative than Keenan and Brady are. And so by creating our memes and our content, they're going to get more people to engage with them and more people to know who they are and more people to go to their website. And right now, they're currently, I'm making this shit up, they're currently getting 25,000 people to their site a month. And that 25,000 people turns into approximately 15 leads a month. So I believe if I can get them five, uh, 50,000 because our content is better. We can do it more regularly because they Brady can only do it once a week. We could do it three times a week and we could do it better. So if we could get to 50,000, if they maintain their existing conversion rate, <clears throat> then that would get them, I forgot what I said, uh, 10 leads a week. And if their con con consistent conversion rate from that is 20%, that's gonna double their business. That's, now you've got my attention, but you literally told me that you can't affect that. So if you don't think you can affect leads because you create better content, because you give Brady more time, because you can do it more frequently, because you can stay on top of our, um, our S uh, not our SEO, our, uh, our retargeting, retargeting yeah. from, one, from a zero, um, uh, a flat ROA to a 1.8, maybe a 2.0 or 2.6, if you don't think you can do any, then all you just do is give Brady time and you just write content regardless of all those fucking metrics you write. You're not my company. You're right. Absolutely. Thanks, man. And I, I think the worst that. part about this is, dude, I think you're a super talented company and I think you're literally walking away from deals that you shouldn't be walking away from. And I think you're literally um, stunting your business because you're not connecting that marketing needs to drive business results. And you can do that, but for some reason you've got it stuck in your head that the value is giving us all that free time and doing things we can't do and creating content we're not creating for ourselves. But if you can't tell me what the deliverable of all of that is, besides just the time and the work ethic, ethic oh my God, effort, then I, you're losing companies that would pay you a lot of money. That should. Yeah. So I'm gonna challenge you to go back and think about how you're moving through that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, man. Um... I, I'm not looking for those those big companies that want to make a ton of money off of us. Our budget is always consistent. We charge a flat rate. But honestly, guys, like I don't want to take up a ton of your time. I, I really like you. And um, I really appreciate you having given me the chance. Yeah, to I mean, on. I'm bummed out. I was really excited. I, th I literally thought I saw Brady's face. We're going to have a new marketing company. I was stoked. But that's part of it, though, guys, is, is we've got to come in and say, is this a problem we can solve? And the thing is, is that, like, if what you're consistently needing is, is lead gen, that's just not who we are. Now, I can absolutely take. Hold on, Matt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you there. I walked you through how we get our leads, and I don't think you're connecting the marketing impact to how we get our leads. Like, so think, of, think critically. How did I tell you our leads funnel to us? Right, is, is by creating content that people then go to the website. And, and then you, you do. Multiple touch points. Mm -hmm. And 
then you can retarget them, et cetera. That so, you do? Yeah, so those, why, those are all things. Why, why, do you, why do you believe you don't influence lead gen when you are a content creator and you run retargeting campaigns? Oh, no. So I'm not saying that we don't influence it. I'm just saying that like the, the clients that want us to achieve some metric, that's not our client. We're, it's, a, it's like if you hired me to do all of your retargeting ads, like you probably would want a certain level of, of quality, but is there a quota for me to achieve as your media buyer? No, it's not a okay. quota. I mean, it's cool. return on investment, right? Like nobody wants to just spend money to lose money. Of, that, of course. That's a bad and, idea. Let me ask you this question. I think, I think, let me ask you this question. I think Brady and I are both so shocked and we just want to help you. So Matt, let me ask you this. Let's just say we went with you and um, we, our, 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 our numbers stayed exactly the same. Like we just shifted the dollars we're spending with our team. We shifted it to you, right? And yeah. you were with us for six months and, okay. you, and Brady had more time. We got more content put out there, all the things you said you could do. But let's just say that our actual leads went down, book sales went down, uh, engagement across social media went down, et cetera. Would you call that a successful campaign or a successful endeavor? No, absolutely I would not. Okay, so I don't understand why you keep saying that this isn't what you do. Like, if our expectation is if we go to someone like, well, Mary Fraser, I'm gonna make this easy for you. We're going with an outside marketing firm, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be soon. And we're going to go with the outbound marketing firm who recognizes, remember, remember here, I'm going to close up with gap selling. This is where we are currently. In order for us to buy from you or anybody else, we've got to want to go here from a business. Whoever it is that's really good at helping us and demonstrating that by giving Brady more time, by targeting our ads, by creating better content we create, by creating more content we can create, by cre creating, God, this is terrible. Creating creative campaigns that we're unable to create for ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. All the stuff you say you do. And because of that, you're going to get us more than we're getting today. Even if we have to spend a little more, we'll get more or spend the same and get more. You've got my attention. Anyone who tells me the more is Brady's time and the more is um, is uh, focus. and uh, No, uh, that's, that's not a gap that I'm going to buy. Okay, fair enough. So how many leads are you guys generating today? So we get anywhere between three to six in the inbound lead forms, right? So those forms I described earlier per week. Interesting. And what is your quota? Like, what are you trying to get? Do you have something set up for that? No, I really don't have a metric for what we're trying to get. The three to six leads is, you know, it's it's actually fairly decent when it comes to like, those are people, because again, the way they're defined, those are people asking us. So those have almost 100% meeting book rate. So when we get six, that's six meetings. From those six meetings, it's typically like four opportunities. Uh, and that's usually us disqualifying people from the first meeting, not... Uh, them falling out of our sales cycle. That's usually us kind of being like, look, you know, our online training is right for your team's too small. Or that's us saying, I don't really see the problem. Because we get it, some people who reach out, like they just, they'll reach out and then they're like, how do I get Keenan to be my personal coach? And we're like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, okay. so 
but those typically are highly, highly qualified opportunities. Um, and so when it comes to more, it's a lot of offsetting the, the lack of outbound. So if we could get to a point of like 10 per week, I think our sales team would be quite busy, honestly. <clears throat> Amen. And that would be really awesome. Yeah, no, and that 10, 10, 10 a week going into next year. And then if we have someone who can help us grow and we give them more money, we increase the budget and get to 20, like the week, the, sorry, not week, the year after that, like this is going to have to continue to grow. Yeah, for sure. So um, 10 per week is, is, is a goal here. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know what types of content get more inbound to the website? You know, it's hard to say because of, like we have HubSpot, which does a pretty brilliant job once you're on our website to be able to track that visibility, but we can't see everything that occurs. Um, we know the book is the biggest driver. Um, I actually also believe this is the biggest hole in our marketing because we don't actually have a lot of really strong content to drive the book to new audiences. So like, as you can see from Keenan's background, we hit 50,000 books sold, which is amazing. Most business books don't cross 10,000, but in the grand scheme of salespeople across the world, like that's really just scratching the surface. <clears throat> Let me ask you this, guys, because I think the podcast definitely generates inbound, right? We can all agree on that. Is that is that? A I'm fair not assumption? sure the podcast. I, I really like what Brady said before, right? I don't know that the the podcast generates inbound. What I think the podcast does is is probably one of our this this being the podcast is one of the best forms for getting awareness of who we are. And then from there, like, well, what's this book gap selling? So they go get the book or they go and say, well, what is this? Who's this Keenan dude? And then they go follow me on LinkedIn. I don't think there's one piece of content per se um, that drives people to the inbound form. So what having, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You love the content that I put out to promote this podcast. Yeah. Our thing together. Why aren't you guys doing more of that? Don't have the time. That's interesting. So, uh, so but, here, this is really important. Like, I don't argue at all the value of you giving us more time, right? I don't, I don't argue that at all. What the point is, you you just double down on that before you're able to customize the sales call, right? Mm -hmm. So now, to the extent that we don't have time and that's costing us leads, now you have something, right? Right. Now you're like, now you have something that you can sell us. You're like, look, the reason, Keenan that you guys may not have the lead you want is because you don't have the consistent content or you don't have the creativity because Bray doesn't have time to do the creativity. I think we could increase those leads by the five easily if we were able to take you over. We'd be way far, far more creative. We could two or three a week rather than one a week, blah, blah, blah. Now you've got my attention. You just sold me that all this time you're giving me, in one case anyways, is going to get me more people to my website and get me more leads. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to yeah. buy the connection. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's look at it this way too. You mentioned that you used to have 1.6 to 1.8 ROI for your retargeting your ad spend. Mm -hmm. And now, like, what are you guys getting? Like, since you lost Reggie and you don't have anyone managing that stuff, what have you seen as the decrease in leads or have you? So, the, so, ooh, so you're missing a key piece. Our advertising yeah, right now is specifically driving our online training. So we have an online on demand training class. Uh, that we built for individual salespeople primarily to get training versus like company training. So right now, all of those ads, with the exception of one that's driving the book, they're all driving the online training. So that actually does not impact in a significant manner 
our actual lead forms that go to a sales team, which is like company gotcha. level instructor led training. And have you ever looked at like how the podcast and promoting the podcast has brought more? Like if, is there like a spike at the website traffic when you've got something like this going on? No, there really isn't. Um, I don't think the podcast does a great job, like Kanan said, of like specifically lead generation. Um, it does a great job raising awareness for the book, but it does actually have a little bit of a negative impact when it comes to lead gen because people think that the training itself doesn't work and they miss the fact that the people coming on this show like yourself, they've read the book. Uh, I gave the example recently, like uh, when I was learning to ski two years ago that I watched like 10 hours of ski videos. And then when I went to actually ski for the first time, I struggled putting my skis on, right? The book is kind of that similar thing. So people kind of get a little screwed up on the podcast and they think that people like yourself have taken the training and now you're trying your hand at it and they miss the fact that it's actually, you've only read the book, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the training is, is so different. So it, it does get a little confusing, I think, for the audience. Okay. Okay. So the, from what I'm hearing from you, it's that the retargeting and the actual ads that you guys are doing, the actual non-organic stuff, is not bringing a ton of ROI to actual sales because it's all about the training for that. It's stuff, all right? about the online on-demand training and it's specifically the ads are targeting individual contributors. So it's targeting BDRs, it's targeting account executives, and it's targeting frontline managers because it's a on-demand training that is affordable for individuals whose companies don't actually give them training, which is really common. It's really, really common for companies to have no sales training whatsoever. They have product training, they call sales training. So the online training is mostly for those groups. It's also great reinforcement for when we do instructor-led training, but our instructor-led training, we do not have any ads running for that. Okay. So with that, that? with that, my man, I apologize. We are way, way past the length of this thing. So, so this is what I'm going to do. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. <clears throat> First and foremost, I want you to go back off this screen, sit with your team and ask yourself and your partners, founders, etc. Are we really a company that doesn't generate leads, doesn't drive those types of ROIs? If you believe that to your soul, then yes. Send us a note, say, we can't work with you, okay? If you believe that you actually do influence those things, right, then send us a note and say we do, and I will let Brady decide whether or not she gives you a second shot behind the scenes, okay, and whether yeah. or not it makes sense to have another conversation. But what I'm going to tell you as publicly as I can get, you're more than welcome to talk with your team and come back and tell us I'm high. But I'm telling you, as a marketer, that's what you do. That's your job. Your job mm -hmm. is to increase awareness in the most measurable fashion possible that can translate into more inquiries about business, i.e. leads, right? More sales, more um, uh, uh, engagement with the product, more conversations about the product, everything resulting in an increase in, in sales of particular products, awareness, et cetera. And if you don't have metrics and you don't know what metrics you move there or those aren't the metrics you measure, I think you're stunting your business, whether you work with small, small, mid-sized companies, startups, or giant, it doesn't matter. Just put yourself as the CEO or the head of your organization, wherever you are in that organization. Imagine spending one red dime 
that you can't say you believe this is the financial benefit and outcome to the organization at the end of the day, right? If I believe by buying this application, I can get more what that's going to do what for my company. If I can't make that connection, why would you spend the dime? Mm -hmm. So listen, man, thanks, all that. Guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said, just thanks. Yes, yes. Look, I'm sorry for losing my shit on you, but again, it wasn't on you. It was on the mark because you are not the first marketing person to come in here to do this. This is a, I know. a horrible, 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 um, I don't even know the word, problem within the marketing world. Horrible. And it's just, it's wasting money. And so here, here, if you come to the conclusion that it is, this could be a massive differentiator for you, a massive differentiator for you, right? And that could help grow your company even faster. Okay. So um, I apologize again. It wasn't at you, but I know it was harsh. Um, but it got everybody's attention. Part of the time, my reason I do these is for attention. I want people to wake up because clearly they haven't been hearing it from the people who are saying it with a softer voice. Okay. Yeah. So look, you handled it well. I'll let Brady wrap it up because she's nice to me. You handled it well. I'm proud of you for hanging in there with us. Um, fantastic pre-promotion. That's what really got our attention because I believe if you could do that for you, gee, what could he do for us? Right? I didn't think, oh, he creates really great ads. Brady will have more time. <laughs> that is, that's not what was going through my head. Right? I mean, that was not what was going through my head. You were like, oh, my God, this is great. He could get more attention. That could get us more books sold. Oh, my, like, right? So, anyways, <clears throat> so with that, thank you very much. My apologies for being a complete dick. Um, and, Brady, I'll let you wrap it up. Oh, no, I just, you know, I appreciate the time. I, I do encourage you to do what Keenan's recommending to talk to your team. I'd be happy to have another conversation with you, even if it's just going through your business model, because I do think you guys are really missing the mark on the value you actually bring to your customers. I genuinely believe that. And I'm happy to walk you through all of the nuances and facets of why I believe that. But uh, I, I just, I don't, my heart of hearts, I believe you guys are really missing the mark on your actual value. Gotcha. Okay. Brady, I'd love to do that. Um, let me talk to my team. Uh, I'll get back to you guys. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I'm sorry that we went over time. And uh, Keenan, I appreciate the education because I knew it was going to get one. You got it, baby. We love you. I Look, I have nothing but mad respect for the people that put themselves out there. Vulnerability is a trait that is highly undervalued. I love vulnerable people. It means they're willing to grow. It means they're willing to put themselves out there. And they're the people that change the world because it takes vulnerability to create change. So well done, Matthew. Bones, skin bones, McComb. All right, baby. Well done. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. All right, guys. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, this was a powerful one. There was so much to this one, I, I don't even know how to recap it. All I can say is um, really understand your value, people. Really understand your value. Really know how you impact an organization because you got to know why people buy. They don't buy for root causes. They don't buy for technical problems. They don't buy because of little pains. They buy because there is something that they, a business problem that is driving them crazy. It's preventing them from where they want to get to go. And if you can enable that or solve that business problem, they will talk to you. All right. Look, if you want to be on a gap sale, Keenan, I don't think anybody's going to want to be one after this, but I digress. <clears throat> if you want to be on gap sale, Keenan,